words of the poet Kelly from the British band Block Party. So here we are again. That's right. The Phillies are tied in the World Series. One game apiece. They're coming home with a chance to not have to take another plane flight out of here. Stakes are a little bit higher. Team's a little bit tougher. But the story is the same from the previous two rounds, if you boil it down to its essence anyway. After another road split, exactly what we were hoping for, right? Nudge, nudge. The Phillies are still very much in it. They steal game one in extra innings in an absolute thriller, an all-timer, a classic. Six to five. They come out a little bit more flat in game two. Try and scrape together a late rally. Fall short. Lose five to two. Framber Valdez was very good. We'll get to that in a little bit. But it's the same thing for the third straight round. The Phillies won game one. They could not win game two. They come home with a chance to run the table. They have not lost at home yet. And they could be World Series champions as soon as Wednesday. That's just math. (laughs) It all seems so easy when you boil it down to just that. Of course, it's not that easy. The Astros are a good team. We're seeing that on display. And typically, spotting them five runs is just not super sound strategy it worked out once did not work out a second time but regardless the essence is what we're working with here the phillies need three more wins to win the world series and they have three games right now starting tonight monday halloween night at home charged up by the presence of some mystery anthem singer that we're all abuzz about clearly (laughs) the main attraction for tonight Joining me as always, the Athletics Matt Gelb, who is home from Texas after a whirlwind travel day. A little bit of time to step back and think about what we just saw this past weekend in games one and two. Matt, welcome home. How are you feeling? I have a head cold, but I'm good. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I looked this up today, and, and this is crazy to me, and I know people know this. It's been a while, but in the last 35 days, Paul, the Phillies have played five home games. Five home games in won 35 days, and they've won them all. And there is something that is definitely happening here, you know, that was against inferior, you know, let, inferior, but lesser opponents to the Astros. The Astros, we know, are the best team the Phillies have faced in this postseason. But yeah, uh, the Astros have not played a game in Philadelphia uh, in more than five years. They've never played a World Series game in Philadelphia. Uh, I do wonder, like, I, I don't, I wasn't at any World Series games in 08. I was at a couple in 09. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different crowd, right? Because it is, it is the, the prices are, are much higher. The way you get tickets is much more difficult. The league has responsibilities to its sponsors and to different parties. Uh, the, the ticket distribution is different. I think it'll still be, a, you know, I, I'm not expecting a, 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 a quiet crowd. I don't, I wonder if it'll be as charged as the NLDS, the NLCS, cause it's just a different group of people that'll be there. I suspect that it'll be a pretty good crowd. Interesting. Hadn't really thought about that. I guess that is right, though. You know, we saw we saw you got to pay more to get in. I mean, it's right. Just, it's, it's harder to get tickets and you got to pay more to get in. And that, you know, I mean, I know there's some diehard people out there who are made sure that they're going to get into the, one of these games. Um, but it, but it is it's harder to get there. Um, I, I don't think it'll be any less quiet, you know, any less crazy in the stands. You know, yeah, it's funny. 
we did see a little bit of that in Houston. I think it was easy for us to remark from afar how it seemed like it was a little bit quieter in games one and two, at least at the start before <laughs> before things started getting a little bit out of control in both games. Um, you might see some of that. I, I'm right there with you in that. I, I think it's probably going to get washed out by the the louder <laughs> the louder folks among us just because that's what we do. But it, it does create a weird environment, I think, when you raise the bar that high. Yeah, don't say washed out. That's a, that's also a bad. Right, I think they're going to play tonight. I don't know. I mean, people keep asking me, like, what's the weather? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've yeah. given up trying to figure out the weather. But uh, the league, as as early as Saturday, when I asked somebody, the league was pretty confident that they'd, they'd be all right tonight. So maybe that's changed. I don't know. I don't think so. We'll say. Well, and speaking of tonight, uh, well, actually, no. Before we get into tonight, let's 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 talk just real quick about games one and two a little bit, just because we didn't have a chance to to. My fault. I'm sorry. No, 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 not at all. Look, it, it, things are things are a little wild this time of year. <laughs> we didn't have time to reconnect with all of you uh, in the aftermath of of those wild couple of games. You know, Friday, of course, you have you have the first five nothing deficit scratching and clawing and, and coming back and getting seven scoreless from the third inning on, uh, eventually capping it off with Castellano saving a game again with his defense. And for some reason on the, like a mirror image play, I, I, I can't get over this. And then JT real Muto hitting a go ahead home run in the 10th and David Robertson hanging on for dear life in the bottom half. It's just, an all-timer it was an unbelievable game that i'm just so happy when it ended and <laughs> the phillies won and then game two they also got down five nothing and could not come back this time look game one i i think i'm just going to kind of leave that one untouched because that was a beautiful game that was really a lot of fun to watch coming back from five nothing against justin verlander who's for some reason in the world series and you pegged this just not the same guy for for whatever reason he just comes up short all the time. He's got the highest DRA in the World Series all time. What? It, it's one of those things you just can't explain. That, but that The best comment I can give that game was it was four hours and 34 minutes. And I totally lost track of time. I had no idea it was that long. I think it's mm-hmm. one of the greatest World Series games ever, like period. It was amazing. No, it was truly amazing. All-time classic. Like, I was happy to recognize it in the moment that we were watching an all-time game. That that was a tremendous game. Um, and then game two happens, and... A better starting pitcher is on the hill. Look, I, there are there are distractions that are already coming out of the woodwork, right? We're two games in. There's a hyper focus on every single follicle of hair that's that's taking the field in this series. It's just what happens in championship series. I get that. The Maldonado bat thing from game one that came out during game two. From Valdez, you know, getting sweat from his his wrists or whatever he was doing. Typical stuff for him. Totally fine. I don't really care. I thought he had a good game and wasn't doing anything that other pitchers don't really do. Like, you can mix sweat with the rosin bag. Like, that's what these guys do. He just pitched a good game. We're getting to the point now where we're starting to focus too more on the other crap than than what's happening on the field. That shouldn't detract. I don't think anything that we're talking about right now is, is materially affecting the play on the field any more than we're typically used to. Tell tell me, am I being a little crazy here? Like, no, I just, no, I'm no. pushing because hard the, against the this. No, the Phillies, as part of their preparation for every series, the Phillies have had two or three scouts uh, follow each opponent for weeks. I mean, for the Astros now, their guys, the three guys they had in the Astros have been following them for more than a month now. 
I'm just watching for every little thing, the, the tiniest things. They're not scouting in the traditional sense of scouting. They're not looking at players and evaluating them and grading them. They're scouting for tendencies. They're looking for positioning. They're looking for uh, things that the cameras don't capture. The data doesn't capture things uh, in the dugout, anything. They're just looking for little tells. Maybe they can pick up, maybe somebody's tipping and, the, and an advanced scout can can figure it out. Maybe, you know, whatever. Somebody does something at a certain count, et cetera. Uh, they, they had in the report, Fran Valdez, he typically will, will go to his glove with his, with his pitching hand, like the bottom of his glove. It's just something he does. And it's something he's done in previous starts. Um, he's been checked by, you know, umpires, the league has looked at it. If there was an issue, uh, I can assure you the Phillies would have said something to the league before the game or during the game. Uh, the, the Phillies did not believe there was an issue. And it, look, it, it just it just frustrates me. And I, I reacted to the Maldonado thing in particular in the moment, thinking like just with exasperation, because you would hope that that the Astros organization would be a little bit more careful about something like that. Again, the bad thing is a safety issue. As far as we're all aware, it has nothing to do with corking or being faster through the zone or actually giving any sort of advantage. Like that is not what I'm focused on. I'm just like, it would be nice if we didn't have to immediately get distracted by this, maybe be pay a little bit more attention to the equipment or things that you're supposed to be using on the field. Like that's a little frustrating to me, but at the, at the end of the day, that's all it is, right? It just boils down to it being something that is related to the game, but not yeah, I mean, having I, as big I, an impact. I, it? I get it. The Astros, you know, look like your, your, your senses are heightened when you're playing the Astros. That's sure. only natural. Like I understand that. I also think that you'd have to be, I don't want to curse. Like you have to be a freaking idiot <laughs> if you're an Astro and you're in the World Series and you want to try to pull something off. You 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 really would because yeah. it's not just the Phillies fans' interest or you know radar that's heightened. It's the league. It's everybody. Oh yeah, it's everybody. And also, like, what's the what's the narrative about this series? And it's not a fake narrative. I mean, this is something that the Astros are acutely aware of. I mean, this is the way that they're supposed to validate you know, their run, this, this, the way this team was built because they've only won one more world series and it is rather tainted mm -hmm. to this point. And this is their way to validate it by winning this series and winning it, uh, you know, the way that they intended to win it, you know, without extra help, we think. Yeah. All right. And so, and so enough of all of that, those games are in the past done and dusted series is tied at one and the way for the Astros to try and validate that run that you're talking about there is to win three more against the Phillies. But to do that, they will have to win at least one in Philadelphia, in Citizens Bank Park, where the Phillies are 21-9 and all-time in the playoffs. It's a tidy that's 700 crazy. winning percentage. Yeah, that's crazy. It's unbelievable. They have not lost there yet this year, as you know. A total uh, five wins, zero losses. But... This is a different situation. This is a different team, and it's important not to take anything like this for granted. The Phillies are going to cruise in here uh, with Noah Syndergaard taking the hill for Game 3. Ranger Suarez going Game 4. Lance McCullers, I believe, is the Astros pitcher uh, starting tonight, Monday, Game 3. Uh, and then Christian Javier, most Christian likely, Javier, game four. game 4. Look, the, they're good arms. They, they will throw nothing but good arms at you. The Phillies pounced when they had the opportunity to face... Luis Garcia, who was probably, you know, their worst regular season starting pitcher. He comes in in relief and JT homers. They pounced when they needed to. But the road does not get easier at any point. The, the Phillies are easing things up a little bit on the Astros by throwing Noah Syndergaard in game three. Noah Syndergaard might be the, 
eighth ranked starting pitcher out of the eight starting pitchers you project yes. to, to pitch in this series. Um, but playing in Philadelphia as San Diego and Atlanta can attest is not an easy thing to do. And you can expect, even if there's this higher paid bar for entry, that there are going to be loud people in this stadium that are going to let the Astros hear it. They are not going to make it an easy time for them. And it's reasonable. It's reasonable to think that the Phillies could definitely take two out of three here during this stretch this week and go back to Houston with a series lead or better. Yeah. And I think emotions should fall in what you believe is like their best path toward winning this series. Now, I mean, we've laid Mm -hmm. it out, you know, the, the, the next two games, the Phillies probably have a, a pitching disadvantage as far as it goes with the starter. Uh, and that's a tough way to begin a five-game series. Not an impossible route, but it's a tough way. Uh, I, I wonder, you know, I, I wrote off of game two, I wrote at The Athletic, I, I really, you don't want to put unfair amount of blame or pressure on your two best pitchers because the Phillies are alive and they are where they are because of what Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler have done in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both did not pitch well to start this World Series. They both look like guys who are, uh, on fumes, and it's understandable. Noah is well past career high in innings. Uh, he's never pitched this deep into a season. Wheeler, uh, I don't think it's the knee. I alluded this to this in my story. He looks like the guy that we saw in the summertime, and in the summer, he was a guy who was pitching through probably you know a little bit of elbow soreness. We know this at this point, and they, the reason the Phillies shut him down for a month was to try to knock it out and get a better version of him down the stretch. That is exactly what happened. We saw a better version. We saw a guy who gained velocity and, uh, you know, had better stuff, period, uh, at least to begin this postseason. Uh, He definitely didn't have that in game two. Uh, The Astros jumped him, and it was crazy. It was four swings on the first four pitches, and all four pitches were different pitches. It's not as if they knew what was coming necessarily. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he threw four fastballs or, you know, whatever. But uh, stuff was a little down. Location was down. Uh, he looks yeah, like a guy who's just, he's kind of, yeah. yeah, he's, he's got a, he looks like a guy who's, you know, probably fighting that elbow stuff again. And that, again, understandable, uh, it's a long year, longest year of his life. And that's coming off of a career high of innings last year. So you look at those two and you wonder like they each got one more start, one more chance to just empty the tank. And there's something freeing about that. Like, you know, you, you, your season is ending. It's not because of disappointment. It's not because, uh, you reached your 32nd start. It's not because you're being shut down. Like, this is it. Like, you're, you're, this is your, gonna be your last start of the season. Everything you got, just empty the tank. And maybe the one, you know, maybe those guys find another gear in their last start of the season. They've been so good, so good this year. And they are why the Phillies are here. Uh, but they probably need a little more from them. And I think, did, does the series hinge on getting a little more from each of the, from Nolan Wheeler? I, I kind of think so. Uh, I do, um, you know, especially if you drop these, you know, if you drop these first two, then yeah, I mean, you definitely need a big time performance from Nola in game five to at least just get it back to Houston. And then you would need Wheeler to push it to a game seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what, like, what do you think is their best path toward a series win at this point? Like, what is the, what is the most, uh, plausible scenario in them winning this series? So the way I think of it right now, is just given the way Wheeler and Nola looked, Wheeler in particular, because his is more of a of a stamina issue, I think, at, at this point, in talking about just 
the number of outs he can cover. But I look at what the two of them did, and I have to think, okay, it might not be likely that they both complete five innings. Maybe they could both get six Mm. if things go well, they recover something. But you have to think ahead toward, okay, you lay that on top of the starting pitchers that are going tonight on Monday and then tomorrow, Tuesday, in Syndergaard and Ranger. They're probably also not going to cover a lot of outs. So you're all of a sudden starting to think of, okay, that is a ton of relief outs you have to plan to cover. A ton. It helps to see that Connor Brogdon is pitching a little bit better. It helps that Andrew Bellotti had a nice outing. All little things you can kind of lean on and say, all right, if things go really wrong and we need to cover outs in the fourth inning or whatever, you have somebody who you can fairly reliably call on to come in and clean up. I worry about everybody getting taxed toward the end as the series goes on. Like Rob Thompson, he, you know, he was asked about it during during they had a Zoom availability. Uh, they didn't work out uh, yesterday. Uh-huh. And, and, and Rob asked about it. He didn't dance around it. I mean, he's, he's like, look, look we're going to be using the bullpen and I have a lot of confidence every, everybody out in that bullpen. He says, so we'll be grinding on them a little bit for sure. I mean, it's pretty clear. And like the reason why Syndergaard is starting game three and, and Suarez is starting game four, it's not that Ranger couldn't have pitched tonight. It's that they think they can get like another 20 or 25 pitches from Ranger with the extra day. And if you're looking at Suarez right now, right. And if you're looking at Suarez, like what's the best case scenario for him in game four, like you probably want him to get through those lefties twice, right? You want him to get through Tucker twice. Yes. Tucker bats fifth in their lineup. So that's how many batters? That's uh, 14 14 batters. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, ideally you want, you want, yeah. yeah, ideally you want more than that, but you want at least for him to get through 14, the first 14 batters. Uh, and for Syndergaard, I don't know. I don't know. They've treated him as a three-inning pitcher. I think they kind of want more from him tonight. I I worry about that, but we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. I just it, every game becomes so much more important, not just because it's the World Series, but with this this forward-thinking attitude we have, not just covering the innings that the Phillies are going to have to pitch, but the pitchers that they're going to have to face again. You know, Valdez is looming again. Verlander is probably going to have another chance to redeem himself. And, you know, who knows what that kind of start is going to look like. You look ahead to the next couple of starters that the the Astros are lining up. Think about, you know, McCullers, who's going tonight, is is a good pitcher. He's got postseason success. He's got a very good curveball. He'll strike out a few guys, but, you know, control can kind of waver. Christian Javier may not be the most well-known name to a lot of people. He's appeared on this stage. He's, you know, been, been in the league. This is his third year. Um, sort of bounced back and forth between starting and relieving at different, you know, points during his career and this season as well. But he was a starter for the the vast majority of the last half of this year. And just looking at this, right, he doesn't necessarily overwhelm you. He's got a strikeout per nine of around eleven, which these days is is the hallmark of a good power pitcher, but not the most overwhelming. But it's simply the fact that he can suffocate you and do it pretty quietly. Like just just in his last four starts of the regular season. Six innings, two hits, five innings, one hit, six innings, one hit, six innings, two hits. In the playoffs, he had a relief appearance against Seattle, one hit. That was a home run. Then he made a start against the Yankees, five and a third innings, one hit. That is not that is not a lot of hits. Look, I, I know some of that is credit to the Astros defense, which is very good. That's that's stifling. 
And if you're thinking about the Phillies needing to outslug the Astros, which they do, they clearly do. You're asking a lot of an offense to have to go up against a guy who is just absolutely smothering people and try and get more. If <laughs> you're trying to ask them to get more than two hits, he hasn't allowed more than two hits in a month. Like this is, this is a tall task facing these guys right now. And Every little victory that they can claim, whether it's getting extra pitches from Ranger because of an extra day of rest, if they can get somehow an extra inning or time through the order out of Syndergaard tonight, if they can just find a way to get a bloop or a bleeder to fall in, every small thing matters so much more because just probabilistically, things look a little tough right now. We're going to have to rely on a little bit more of that storybook element, that underdog element. If this team is going to prevail because there is no let up. No. And the scariest thing about Syndergaard is that, you know, we know he's a different pitcher than he was before, but what is different about him is he's getting less swing and miss. He's getting fewer strikeouts mm-hmm. and the Astros are a team that, that strikes out uh, less than just about any, any team in baseball. And yep. so you put those two forces together and, you know, there could be some balls in play. And when there's balls in play, you know that uh, there's not always a, a strong chance that the Phillies making the play. Uh, and, and this is something that really hurt them in game two. You know, I know Wheeler got blitzed early on, but that third run was a was a really big run in that first inning. And it came as a result of a, of a bad Edmundo Sosa throw. Uh, Syndergaard, I don't know, man, like there's there's two different things here. Like one, we know that he's a vulnerable pitcher. I think that's clear. Uh, but two yeah. is this guy seems to really like the big stage. And I don't know how much that counts for, because in the end he is just a so-so pitcher. And like you said, probably the eighth out of eight pitchers who are going to start a game in this series. And he's facing a really good Astros team, but something about the moment seems to be uh, exhilarating for him. And he's a guy who's pitching for a lot tonight. It's not just pitching for his team and for a world championship. He's pitching for his, his career, his future. You know, if he has a, a an impressive outing tonight, uh, he will make more money this offseason. People are watching. Everyone is watching. And I don't know. He's been on the stage before. You know, he pitched a game in the World Series for the Mets. I think that does really matter. I think that is a huge thing uh, because, you know, you're, you're, you're not sure what you're going to get from him, but you at least know that you're going to get a guy who isn't going to be uh, affected by the moment. But... Yeah, you mentioned Brogdon, like that big relief appearance. I think that's huge because he might be the first guy out of the bullpen tonight. Uh, if they can get, if Syndergaard gets, a, uh, you know, 12 batters, right? No, Alvarez bats third. So let's say he gets 11 batters. Hmm. And the second time Alvarez comes up, maybe that's where you go to Brogdon there. Try to flip out that changeup again, that right on left changeup. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and Alvarez did not connect on it in game two. And I think that was a big outing for Brogdon's confidence. Uh, And then you go from there. I think you'll see them be pretty aggressive with the bullpen tonight. Again, in terms of when they're using guys, Uh, everybody there, his big arms are all rested. They didn't pitch in game two. They had an off day Sunday, so they've got Mm -hmm. two days of rest here. That's that's right. That's pretty important. I think that's big. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) They're going to have to hit. And the Astros have the best pitching staff in baseball. Uh, it, it's going to be really a, a great test for some of these Phillies hitters. And, you know, you called it. You, you're, one of your picks to click before game one was Alec Bohm. He, he 
had a huge hit in that game. He's put together some really good at bats. Uh, there's been a lot of good at bats from everybody. I thought, you know, yeah. I know they didn't win game two. I thought there yes. were some really good at bats. Like they, they put some pressure on the Astros in the later innings. And I, I think that was, uh, that was impressive. I mean, they, they've, they, the moment this pitching staff hasn't looked totally overwhelming to the Phillies so far. Uh, and I think there have been some encouraging signs in some of these at bats. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Look, I, I left game two. You know, I was watching with a few friends here down in South Jersey, and um, I, I left game two feeling encouraged. I really liked that they showed life in the later innings. They got a couple of runs back. Again, they held them scoreless for the last few innings of the game, which, you know, after you've already let up five, again, not really a sound strategy, but they did. They recovered. Bullpen looked good. And I do think they were putting together good at bats. It, it's it's a little sad that they were sort of inverted and that I thought they put together better at bats, at least the starters did the first time through, then later. It seemed as though Valdez got his curveball working more as the game went on, which was a bit of a shame because he showed it the first time through the order and they didn't get totally flattened by it. They weren't, you know, wildly swinging and missing at it. They looked like they were tracking it. Tough. Pitch. And then it just didn't, it just didn't Tough pay off. Pitch. Right. It's a, it's a great, it's a great pitch. And with the adrenaline, he was throwing it with, you know, more spin and, and all this like I, you get that. OK, that's that's a cap tip. That, that's fine. Look, it, th- this is easier said than done. But this offense has got to eventually have a game, a moment where they give the pitchers just a little bit of time to breathe. Just 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 a little bit. There have been not really since the Atlanta series. Maybe you can count the two innings toward uh, the end of game four in the NLCS after they had pushed it to three and four runs. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, But yet the margin for error has been razor thin for like 90 percent of this postseason. The leads have been so small (laughs) apart from the last two games of the Atlanta series that. If you make one mistake and you could kind of get away with that with, you know, San Diego and, you know, looking back on it, you can kind of get away with it with Atlanta, like in game one. Um, Can't really rely on getting away with it now. It would just be it would be a relief on so many levels to actually lead for more than a run or two for more than two innings. You know what I mean? Again, tall order. We know this. There are there are obvious things about what the Phillies are facing in terms of the Astros pitching staff. And we've already talked about it, but they can't keep making every single inning they pitch be the most stressful thing imaginable or else selfishly, I will die before this series is over (laughs) from heart trouble. I just, I can't do it, but no, it would not, it would be nice to get some breathing room. That's what it boils down to tall task. Yes. Been through that. Um, I, if you're playing with one run leads all the time with the way this team, with this Astros team puts the ball in play, sure, but can also put the ball out of the park. I've already seen that a few times. Um, Don't you get the feeling that like the trouble. first inning, the first inning tonight is going to be a, a, a big like tone setter. And it's, it's silly. It's like, everyone's like, oh, it's a big game, big inning. It's like, well, yeah, sure. Like, it's the world series. And like, here we are. Every inning is big. Every game is big. Every single pitch is big. I feel like though, if you set a tone in the first, like the first game at home, uh, Syndergaard, you know, has a, has a, has a relatively, you know, uh, uh, painless first inning and the Phillies maybe either get a run or at least put a little pressure on, on McCullers in the first inning. And you're like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I don't know. Setting a tone that first game at home, uh, I think is, uh, 
could lead to really good things for them. Yes. Got to keep the crowd involved. Got to keep the crowd involved. Um, I know we're not the ones who's <laughs> we're not the ones who actually have to step in the box or, or, you know, toe the rubber or anything like that. But if you keep the crowd involved and don't let things get deflated immediately, I don't want to see a repeat of game four of the NLCS. I mean, I, I would in terms of outcome. I do not want to I don't want to see another crooked number in the first two innings of a game here. Look, the Astros in the first couple innings of, of these first two games in the series, and I think they showed a, a graphic on it, um, that the Astros are outscoring the Phillies eight or nine to nothing in the first three innings, and then the Phillies are shutting him out from, <laughs> from the rest of the game on, whatever it is. Don't don't do that tonight, guys. Just like l- let it let it take a little bit more time before you let him get on the board. Maybe build up a lead of four or five, you know, on your own. Make them see how that feels <laughs> before you go down into a huge hole again, um, because that pattern is just not sustainable. Well, think about it. I mean, the last three games they've won in this postseason have required dramatic and improbable comebacks. Yes, you know they 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 won game four after being down four, nothing early. Mm-hmm. They won game five, of course, on the Bryce Harper home run. They won game mm-hmm. one of the world series, of course, in crazy comeback. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'd like to see them not have to do that. Well, look, I, look, in retrospect, we can look back on it and say, well, that's, what's making this run so unbelievable. Like the, people are going to remember this playoff run forever, regardless of how this series ends. I mean, those are three insane wins in a absolutely row. Crazy. In a row. <laughs> in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I I've I've taken I've taken some of the shine off of it with the way I was just talking about it and, and I, I no, don't no, no, mean no. to do that. No, I, no, 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 I don't think you are. I think it's just like that you know, it'd be there's there's easier paths to winning a baseball game and it would probably be wise of them to to try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give it a shot, guys. Just it's, it's, see how it goes. Oh my god. Um yeah, look. Should we do yeah. another? Should we do more picks to click this time since we were so good in game one? Who did? Who hey, did look, I, I picked. Oh, Dominguez. I picked Dominguez. He got five outs in that game. He was, he was oh great. God, he was huge. Uh, who did I say for my hitter? I said Schwarber. He didn't. He, he was. He, had he a worked big some at bats though. I mean, just about yeah. everybody had at bats in that game. Yeah. Um, and you had Bohm and who was your pitcher? I forget. Uh, Ranger. So he hasn't. Oh. I mean, he 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 showed up. Oh, you know, he yeah, had, he got a huge outs. Nice I did appearance. call that, by the way. I, I, and I, it's not, I did not have. I, it was just a hunch. Like I seriously did not. I, I hadn't heard anything from anyone from the Phillies, and it was just, it was a hunch, just a bit, just a, based on the way, uh, the matchups looked, and just just knowing that they were really, they really were kind of scared of hand against those lefties in a yeah. in a leverage spot i know hand did get into the end you know he got in the ninth inning or eighth inning of game two and and pitched well that's good um but i don't think that they really uh like the idea of him uh i still can't get over that david robertson 10th inning i i paul i have no idea how he got three outs (laughs) i i you know i don't either oh just to give you further credit by the way too you called the order of games and the way you thought it was going to go down too i whiffed on that one but you got the the one and two thing down pat too so Good for you. I'm interested to hear what you have predicting for uh, for, for this week. See if you can keep it rolling. Um, yes, I don't know how Robertson escaped that either, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question. I mean, the lean in helped. I guess. I guess it threw Diaz oh off. God. That well, but not like, the lean in help, but the three o the swing on three and o. I will yeah. never ever for the life of me understand that swing. It was one of the dumbest things I think I've ever seen on a baseball field. Yeah, it's I could not than, believe he swung a three o. Dumber than bunting with one out. <laughs> top of the night anyway <sighs> the Phillies are getting some gifts and they need to continue to get gifts if they're gonna 
uh, be world champions. Okay, let's get into it. Game three tonight, Monday, Halloween, spooky stuff. What should we be afraid of tonight? <laughs> or what what should know. Houston be this afraid of? Be, this is going to be a crazy pick to click right here. Oh, boy. I don't feel good about this at all. Uh, give me Syndergaard tonight. Oh, he did it. He went with it. Now, oh. a Cinder- and when I'm saying give me Syndergaard, I'm saying he's going to get 10 outs. Oh, man. And he's and he's and it's going to be the Phillies. It'll be either a close scheme or the Phillies are winning after those 10 outs. Oh, man. I love it. Who's who's going to who's going to put them ahead? Who's got the hit on offense? <clears throat> who's pitching McCullers? Yeah. Hoskins takes a he gets a little bit of a hanger and he, and he, uh, he gets another home home run at home. I like it. I like it. Um, oh, boy. No, I. I I, I'm glad you have faith in Syndergaard. I'm going to be biting my nails for the first hour, however long. I don't know if I have faith. I'm just, I'm just totally. <laughs> you just got so, hey, closing got my so, eyes and throwing a dart here. You got, you got something leaning on him, and I, I, I love it. Um, I, I would have to. I'm flipping a mental coin because I have, I have two guys on offense that I'm, I'm thinking of here on, on. The pitching side of things, I'll go with Alvarado because I think you said, like you mentioned, he's he's had a couple of days of rest. He's going to get leaned on in this game unless he's, it's a blowout. Yeah. Yes. Um, look, I'm I'm looking at him in you know sixth or seventh inning when the the you know the Alvarez second time and, and Tucker come up, or third time yeah. they come up. Sorry, third time. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's it. That's that's where I have my eyes. I want this team to hopefully be comfortably leading at that point, so it's less of a sweat out. I. The odds are they will not be. And so we'll probably be looking at Alvarado to keep it close or tied or preserve a lead. So, you know, sixth or seventh inning, that's where I'm looking at him. Um, Or whenever he does come in, because you know it's going to happen. On offense, I'm looking at the lower third of the order. Because when this team has either had their comebacks or they've broken out of a rut, you know, if they were shut down through a couple innings by, you know, say Charlie Morton, and somebody comes through, from the bottom third of the order, like they did late in the regular season too, and just starts things. You know, maybe maybe it's Alec Bohm with a single up the middle to get things started. Uh, he's not my pick again. This time I got my eye either on Brandon Marshall, Bryson Stott, and I will lean with Stott because he just continues to Great have these ice water at bats. Again, this kid is a rookie. I know he's a little bit older for a rookie. This is a rookie in the World Series who is absolutely working things up there. And he just, he, he continues to impress me. Look, I, I, I hope this is something for him to build on because it's hard to be more impressed with the way he's strung together some of these at-bats and, you know, fighting back from two strike counts and, and fouling off pitches. All of that. Love it. So I'll lean with Stott. I think there's something there. I think he's got one of his right field doubles in him. At the very least, I'll look for him to keep working ABs like he has, and I would settle for a big walk in the later innings too, maybe to keep a rally going or save an inning or something like that. Do you think the winner of Game 3 wins the series? Yes, 100%. Absolutely. I think if the Phillies win tonight, there's a good chance they do the same thing they've done the last couple of series and just, you know, Whoa. wrap it up. Look, oh. hey, hey, if look – I, again, I, I don't know how many times I can say it that it's not likely. Duh. You get that. If you're listening out there, you understand. You know where I'm coming from. If the Phillies win tonight with their, with their worst 
scare yeah. quotes, starting pitcher going. Rebounding to, you know, they have to face Christian Javier in the following game, and then maybe they get World Series Verlander again in game five. Hey, who's to say they won't have to take another flight back to Texas? You have to think that way. You have to think positive. You have to think that you're seizing control of this series, that you have the rest of the runway at home to wrap it up again. It's a formula that's worked so far. Why not keep that mindset and keep that mentality? Now, flip side, you drop this game and you start worrying a little bit about the way Wheeler and Nola have looked, then you then you start sweating a little bit more. So I think this game is enormous, and I, I, I do think whoever wins this game wins the series. Cool. <laughs> so here's, here's hoping the good guys win it. Um, so anyway, Monday night, game three, Halloween, mystery anthem singer, all the... The real focus. I, I, I feel I'll like never people are going to be disappointed. I don't know who the anthem they, singer is. I feel like people are going to be disappointed. <laughs> they got to be. We're all worked up in a froth, and it's it's. I don't. I don't know. It's maybe it'll be maybe it'll be Hall and Oates again. Who knows? Um, huge game. <laughs> boys <laughs> to men. Give me boys, boys to men. men. Yeah, sure. Yeah, pick a name out of a hat. Uh, we're in another best of five series, folks. Uh, this is exciting. This is thrilling. It's bad for my heart. It's bad for my sleep schedule. I don't care. It's been a long time since we've done this, and I hope you're all managing to enjoy it as much as you can right now because this run has just its been unbelievable. We'll be back to check with you all again uh, this week. Don't know exactly when. These games end kind of late, and we're all kind of frazzled at <laughs> different points during the week. But we will, of course, check in with you. Um, buckle up. Game three in just a few hours. Winner of this game got a leg up on taking the series and it might be the Phillies. keep those positive thoughts going get loud if you're going to the stadium tonight get loud if you're tailgating have some fun continue to enjoy it only a few games left for matt i'm paul we'll catch you guys in a bit